Hello and welcome to this week's podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 30th of October 2020. This is Ian Haydock. This time, further progress with vaccines and therapeutics for COVID-19, Amgen updates on late-stage programmes, AskBio talks to us about its acquisition by Bayer, and Mirati moves ahead with oncology candidates. Pfizer had indicated that it would have the first phase 3 efficacy data on its COVID-19 vaccine candidate in October, but that may now be unlikely. The company said on 27th October in its third quarter update that the trial's Data Safety Monitoring Committee remains blinded to the data and that no analysis has been conducted. CEO Albert Baller said the company would update the public after completing necessary administrative work, which could take about one week. That would put the timeline for the first efficacy data most likely after the US presidential election on 3rd November. Jessica Merrill writes that while the whole world is anxiously awaiting news on the vaccine frontrunner, Pfizer has more recently put the brakes on its ambitious timeline as the vaccine became more politicised ahead of the election. The US FDA has also released new guidelines for companies hoping to obtain an emergency use authorization. In an open letter, Baller clarified that safety data from the trial would not be available until the third week of November, after which the company would file an EUA. Any delay on the efficacy data, therefore, would not impact a potential filing timeline. The CEO also insisted Pfizer is not working the timeline around the US election. For us, the election is an artificial milestone, he said. This is going to be not a Republican vaccine or a Democratic vaccine, but will be the vaccine for the citizens of the world. Merck Co. won't be the first to deliver an antiviral drug or a vaccine to treat or prevent COVID-19, but the company revealed progress during its third quarter earnings call on an antiviral and two vaccine candidates it thinks will be an improvement on other contenders. Merck's Q3 revenue jumped 1% year-over-year to $12.55 billion, beating analyst consensus as growth from Keytruda and other products offset weakness in the vaccine business. Gardasil had a slower return to growth than anticipated, but executives reinforced Merck's confidence in the HPV vaccine. The company said in its first quarter earnings that it expected a $2.5 billion impact on total 2020 revenue, including $1.7 billion in pharma revenue due to the pandemic. It revised that estimate to $1.95 billion, including a $1.8 billion impact on pharma when it reported Q2 earnings in July. Now the company expects a 2.35 billion revenue hit, including 2.3 billion in the pharma portfolio. In Q3, Merck estimated that the COVID-19 impact on pharma product sales was $475 million, bringing the year-to-date total to 2.1 billion, primarily due to lower back-to-school demand for vaccines, particularly Gardasil, for which sales dropped 10% year-over-year to $1.19 billion in the third quarter as growth in ex-US markets was more than offset by pandemic-driven impacts in the US. However, Mandy Jackson writes, sales for the pneumococcal vaccine Pneumovax 23 soared 58% to 3.75 million in Q3, as patients were eager to reduce their risk of catching pneumonia. Merkin Co's top seller by a long shot, the PD-1 inhibitor Keytruda, maintained its dominant position among anti-PD-1 L1 therapies in the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer, with half of its US sales coming from lung cancer 
and the other half from a variety of other cancers. Both Q3 sales of $3.72 billion globally and Keytruda's year-to-date total of $10.39 billion were up 21% from 2019. Mandy also reports that Amgen's third quarter financials generally met or beat analyst consensus despite COVID-19 impacts on individual product sales and that the company essentially maintained its revenue guidance for 2020. However, investors' biggest questions going into Amgen's 28th October earnings call about three key late-stage programs remained unanswered. The company did not say whether it will seek accelerated approval from the US FDA for sotorazib in the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer patients with CRAS-G12C mutations. Executives also did not commit to regulatory filings for omicamtiv macabil in the treatment of heart failure or give an update on phase 3 results for tezepelumab in asthma, which are expected in the fourth quarter. Amgen said earlier this month that the potentially pivotal phase 2 study of sotorazib generated efficacy and safety results in NSCLC that were similar to those seen in Phase 1, but it did not provide any detailed data, which was slated for presentation at the World Congress of Lung Cancer in January. But R&D Vice President David Rees said that based on the data we have accumulated and the evolution of the field, we are extremely optimistic about the potential of Sotorazib and will continue to aggressively advance the development programme. We also reviewed with interest a data presentation made a few days ago, he continued, referring to Mirati Therapeutics' CRAS G12C inhibitor MRTX849, which is also known as Adegrazib. Based on our assessment of available efficacy and safety data, including durability measures, we remain extremely confident in our molecule, we said. Even though Sotorazib is not as far along in development as Umacantiv Macabil, and tezapelumab. It is Amgen's most closely watched R&D program because of its potential to treat patients with poor prognoses and the possibility that it could be the first to market CRAS G12C inhibitor. As one of the pioneers of gene therapy, Asclepius Biopharmaceutical, also known as AskBio, was content to stay independent despite attracting much attention from Big Pharma but it has now joined the Bayer Group with both companies insisting that the North Carolina-based biotech's independence will be enhanced rather than extinguished. Ask Bio CEO Sheila Mikhail, who co-founded the company in 2000, told Scripps Kevin Grogan hours after the firm's acquisition by the German firm was announced on 26 October that we were looking at an IPO to get the funding to remain independent, but Bayer approached us and they just got us. Previously, AskBio has had plenty of M&A experience adopting a strategy of spinning out certain gene therapy products into companies. One of these, Chatham Therapeutics, which developed treatments for haemophilia, was sold in 2014 for $70 million to Baxter, which then became Baxalta, which became Shire, which became Takeda, Mikhail noted. She added that we realised from that situation that just licensing our drugs meant that they could easily be sidetracked especially when companies undergo a lot of reorganisation. Another Ask Bio outlet, Bamboo Therapeutics, which was developing gene therapies for rare neuromuscular diseases, such as Duchenne muscular dystrophy, was sold to Pfizer in 2016. There we learned that sometimes if you get assimilated into big pharma companies, 
for people who are used to a more entrepreneurial culture and aren't used to a lot of processes and bureaucracy. It was almost like taking thoroughbred racehorses and putting them in the barn. People didn't like that very much, she said. But along came Bayer and they understood that there were benefits Big Pharma could offer, not just in things like pricing, reimbursement strategies and distribution, but also in terms of late-stage clinical translation, Mikhail said. We are unique from other gene therapy companies because we're not just looking at models for rare diseases, we're looking at big pathway diseases, she added. Oscarbio is developing therapies for orphan conditions such as Pompeii disease and limb girdle muscular, but also congestive heart failure and Parkinson's. Being with Bio means that basically we'll be left alone as an autonomous structure, but we will be able to reach in and pull out the competencies that we need, she claimed. There are also synergies between small molecules and gene therapy, and we can use small molecules to improve the performance of our adeno-associated virus delivery system, she said. Finally, Alaric Diament reports that long-awaited data on Mirati Therapeutics KRAS G12C inhibitor in non-small cell lung cancer, as well as colorectal cancer, sparked excitement from observers, but also raised questions about how the drug's safety efficacy profile stacks up against Amgen's same class molecule. The efficacy data on CRAS G12C inhibitors have also sparked discussion about combination strategies, particularly with SHP2 inhibitors, another emerging class of small molecules. The data from Marathi's Phase 1, 1B and Phase 2 studies with MRTX849, which is also known as Adagrazib, presented on 25th October at the EORTC-NCI-AACR conference, included 110 patients with NSCLC, CRC and other solid tumours. Shares of Marathi rose more than 15% after markets opened the following Monday after the news. The data led analysts to issue favourable comparisons of Adagrasib to its nearest competitor, which is Amgen's AMG510, also known as Sotorasib, which is another CRAS G12C inhibitor. The space has attracted significant attention from investors due to the fact that CRAS is a major genetic driver of cancer, but because of its physical properties was long deemed an undruggable target. Pool data on the 51 NSCLC patients from across the Phase 1, 1B and Phase 2 studies with Adagrasib as a monotherapy showed a 45% overall response rate and, when including those patients with stable disease, a 96% disease control rate. Among the 23 patients who had responded, 83% remained on treatment and had not progressed after a median follow-up of 3.6 months. All the data were for patients with a median of two prior systemic treatments and all had received prior platinum chemotherapy. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign up, sign in and set up to receive this and much more digital content. There are also links to all these stories in full in the script article accompanying this podcast. And also see the links on the script homepage to our full suite of other products. Bye for now.